Y'all make Easter hard. You come in smiling, already celebrating. You sing out joyfully. You look good. It's terrible. I can't play with your emotions. Bring you down low and take you into the tomb. Surprise you then with the story of the resurrection. Because you already know it. It's not fair. Of course, that doesn't stop us from trying. We give you 40 days of thinking about the harder, more painful parts of following Jesus. We lower the lights on Thursday night as we hear again of Jesus' humility, how He was betrayed by His dearest friends, mocked, whipped, crucified. We try to take you there. But you know, it's not even deep in the back of your mind. You know that Easter is coming. So when I pick up a Bible and read about women heading to the tomb, you're already knowing what they will find there. Nothing. Emptiness. You already know. But let's try anyway. Let's let our imaginations go with those women who made their way to the tomb that morning. They too knew what they would find when they got there. A body. You don't take spices for anointing a body for burial if you don't expect to find a body. And these women, they'd been around bodies that needed anointing for burial. They knew that their spices were not going to be very effective. They knew that three days in, the body was already too far gone. And yet they went. Sometimes, even when you know you've been defeated, you still go. You still do. Who knows what might come of it? Who knows when you're embarking on the first day of a new week, when the sun is rising, opening you up to a promise greater than you could have ever imagined? Who knows when you look up and see that the death you were expecting has been replaced by new life? Please stand for the reading of the gospel. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb. When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth 
who was crucified, he has been raised. He is not here. Look, there's the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The word of the Lord. A lot has been made of the gospel ending there in fear and silence. A lot has been made of Mark not including a resurrection appearance by Jesus. I've preached the sermon that says that Mark's unsatisfying ending, go to Galilee, you'll find Jesus there. It's an invitation for us to go to the Galilees of our lives and find Jesus out and about. What I haven't done enough is acknowledge the honesty of the women's response. 2,000 years of this story being passed along, there are no surprises left. No homiletical stones left unturned. There's more than enough debate over what the resurrection means and how it happened and what we're to do with it. But there is not enough appreciation for those who went to a tomb expecting to find a body. Because for all of human history, that's what you would find in that situation only to find that how they thought things always work turns out to be not quite true. And this one exception to the rule the believers began to see unveiled other exceptions. No longer could that can't happen be entirely true. Because as was told to a virgin some 30 years before, with God all things are possible. You can't feed that many people. What do you have? Some bread? A couple fish? Let's see what God might do with that. We can't survive a storm like this. What, this storm? Peace. Be still. She's been bleeding for 12 years. She can't be healed. Daughter, your faith has made you well. There's no way to turn the other cheek. Father, forgive them. Well and good, you might say, Jesus had those special powers, but in the real world, oh, you mean the real world, where 2,000 years later, over a billion people are greeting one another this day with, He is risen indeed. You mean the real world, where conditions that killed and maimed And disabled people a generation or two ago are now treated with outpatient surgery or a drip IV. 
the real world. Where 500 people came to this church one day and packed over 125,000 meals. And where the majority of a house was constructed in three and a half days by some teenagers and their leaders. And where the choir, volunteers, have done what they've done today and all week. And for that matter, what they do on any ordinary Sunday in the year. None of that is raising someone from the dead. But much of that is done in response to him being raised from the dead. Now all of that has been done two millennia since that time. And in, in that time we've gotten used to the idea, maybe even become bored by the idea of resurrection. We grew up hearing the stories, taking them for granted, singing hallelujahs when the hymnal tells us to. It's just part of our year. But it was not routine for the Marys. It was not routine for Salome. They grew up knowing that when someone dies, they stay dead. So they went. They went to the tomb to anoint the body that was sure to be there. They went for him. They went for them. They needed closure. And yet what they found was an opening. An opening to a world they had never suspected could exist. Do you know what they said? Have you ever had your world disrupted? Maybe some natural wonder or a stirring Experience with art that, that leaves you breathless. Maybe a holy moment. A birth. A time when, when you just knew the presence of God was, was with you. Left you speechless. Maybe it was something so shocking that you could not possibly articulate a response. You know what those women said when they found that empty tomb? They said nothing. In holy awe, that was part fear, part shock, part revelation, and part joy. They said nothing. Because when God upends everything you thought to be true, when God acts in ways you never believed possible. When God brings life out of what was supposed to be death. There are just no words. Sometimes a jaw dropped. And an unspoken wow. Is exactly the praise that God is due. He is risen. Hallelujah.